ಓಂ ನಮೋ ಭಗವತೆ ವಾಸುದೇವಾಯ ಓಂ ನಮೋ ಭಗವತೆ ವಾಸುದೇವಾಯ ಓಂ ನಮೋ ಭಗವತೆ ವಾಸುದೇವಾಯ ಭಗವದ್ಗೀತ Arjuna is addressing Krishna, O great one, greater even than Brahma. You are the original creator. Why then should they not offer their respectful obeisances unto you? O limitless one, god of gods, refuge of the universe. You are the invincible source, the cause of all causes, transcendental to the material manifestation. Purport by this offering of obeisances Arjuna indicates that Krishna is worshipable by everyone. He is all-pervading and he is the soul of every soul. Arjuna is addressing Krishna as Mahatma, which means that he is most magnanimous and unlimited. Ananta indicates that there is nothing which is not covered by the influence and energy of the Supreme Lord. and devesha means that he is the controller of all demigods and is above them all he is the shelter of the whole universe arjuna also thought that it was fitting that all the perfect living entities and powerful demigods offer their respectful obeisances unto him because no one is greater than him arjuna especially mentions that krishna is greater than brahma because brahma is created by him Brahma is born out of the lotus stem grown from the navel abdomen of Garbhodakshay Vishnu who is Krishna's plenary expansion therefore Brahma and Lord Shiva who is born of Brahma and all other demigods must offer their respectful obeisances it is stated in Srimad Bhagavatam that the lord is respected by Lord Shiva and Brahma and similar other demigods The word aksharam is very significant because this material creation is subject to destruction but the lord is above this material creation he is the cause of all causes and being so he is superior to all the conditioned souls within this material nature as well as the material cosmic manifestation itself he is therefore the all great supreme i open the bhagavad gita to this verse relevant to the subject that i have to speak of arjuna is describing the glories of krishna bhagavad gita is spoken by bhagavan that is the meaning of bhagavad gita in bhagavad gita it is established by krishna himself that he is supreme matav parataram nanyat kinchidasti dananjay no one is greater than krishna no one is equal to krishna he is supreme arjuna is stating the same thing 
that even the great demigods, Brahma, the creator of this world, he also offers obeisances to Krishna. So, this point should be understood. I'm saying I had to speak on this because the title that was given for this lecture was, what is it? Real God and Bogus God? Something like that. Bogus Bhagavan. There are so many bogus Bhagavans or there's, actually there's no such thing as bogus Bhagavan. Bhagavan means not bogus. Everything else but Bhagavan is bogus. We're all bogus. We're all bogus because we're bhogi. Iswaraham aham bhogi. In Lord in Bhagavad Gita, Lord Krishna describes that the demoniac mentality is to think, I am the supreme controller. I am the enjoyer. Whereas actually the only person who can truly say this is Krishna because he is actually the Supreme Lord. He is actually the enjoyer of everything. But symptomatic of Kali Yuga is that there are many persons who are mistaken to be Bhagavan, even though people have, they don't actually know what the word Bhagavan means, but there's some display of some mystic power or even nothing, just like they have, there's some woman from Kerala claiming herself to be Durga or something and just, just she claims herself to be and she hugs people and People think that she's Durga. People are so stupid. It's just un unbelievable how stupid people can be. Stupidity is one thing, but then to claim someone as Bhagavan who is not Bhagavan becomes offensive to the actual Bhagavan. That's why I hear that uh, I removed this picture because there's a popular so-called Bhagavan. There in the picture is there with Prabhupada. Prabhupada was he'll never sit with this Sai Baba. He'll keys Prabhupada came to kick all this nonsense out. Stupidity is one thing, but then to claim someone as Bhagavan who is not Bhagavan becomes offensive to the actual Bhagavan. That's why I that uh, I removed this picture because there's a popular so-called Bhagavan. There in the picture is there with Prabhupada. Prabhupada was he'll never sit with this Sai Baba. He'll keys. Prabhupada came to kick all this nonsense out. That people think they accept. Someone says this one is Bhagavan. Someone else says that is Bhagavan. But Bhagavan means Krishna. And there are so many uh, imitations. So we should, this is why Prabhupada gave Bhagavad Gita as it is. Because people have misinterpreted the Shastra, have taken the words Bhagavan, Bhakti, and misused it, misapplied it to the wrong people. And as a result of their so-called Bhakti, they think it's, they don't get any auspicious result. They get a very inauspicious result. 
if we worship as Bhagawan someone who isn't Bhagawan, then instead of getting in, in the name of bhakti, we get mahapap. It is very. It is not. There are various sins, but it's grossly sinful to accept as supreme and to worship someone who is not Bhagavan. So it is most offensive. It is a, a result of mayavad, or the idea that ultimately everything is all one and you can worship anything that you like as a manifestation of God because God has ultimately no form which is all grossly offensive to Krishna so our host may think that I'm being rude by saying these things or removing the picture but actually you're being rude to Krishna so you're in a dangerous position. You may think, well, so many people do it. Yeah, so many people are offensive to Krishna. It's a, it's a great disease of the modern age. Actually, everyone in this material world is offensive to Krishna. We're all offensive to Krishna to various degrees, that we're not Krishna conscious, but some things are particularly gross. This accepting... Accepting as the uh, object of worship someone who is not Krishna, not a devotee of Krishna, someone who is worshipped as Bhagavan. Even though you may say, well, many people are doing the, the, the Recently, we went from Hyderabad to Bida in Karnataka. So he went on some train to, daily train, Sukhundrabad to Manma. So what's this Manmar? What's this place? Why there? Why is there a daily train and it's full? And they told me this is for Manmar is the rail stoppage for Shirdi. That's where so many people. So you may say, well, so many people are going. They they can't all be wrong. Well, they can be. Everyone in the material world is wrong in not surrendering to Krishna. So there there may be something there. There must be some kind of mystic power or something that people get their desires fulfilled. But that's, that again is a misunderstanding that we that religion is meant for getting our material desires fulfilled. So therefore, we should study Bhagavad Gita as it is, what Krishna says. Why don't we accept what is stated in Bhagavad Gita? If we are actually sincere to understand who is God, to come to the perfection of life, simply to be a pious Hindu, so-called, that is not the perfection of life. You may say, well, I'm a vegetarian, but that's not enough. One has to understand, who is Krishna? When Krishna says, Sarvadhanan parittaja mame kamsharnam raja, abandon all varieties of religion, and surrender to me only. Who is Krishna to say this? And why is doing so imperative to all of us? If we do this, then we can actually have an auspicious result. If we do anything else, there may be various grades of auspiciousness. If one is in Karmakanda, it's not actually auspicious, but it's better 
than being grossly sinful. Karma Kanda means the Vedic path of sacrifice, offering the fruits of one's work in sacrifice. There's no Karma Kanda in the proper way in the modern age. There are so called Karma Kandya priests who perform different rituals, but there's no Karma Kanda in its original form. So, the, even that, Karma Kanda is centered on the demigods, uh, worship of demigods and ultimately worship of Krishna. But uh, worship of demigods is condemned in Bhagavad Gita. Those whose intelligence is spoiled by material desires, they surrender to demigods. So the demigods, they are Vedic deities, but nowadays there are so many invented so-called gods. Someone has a little mystic power or they, they, they can talk in a charming manner and people think, oh, Bhagavan. There are so many Bhagavans. Bhagavan competition. This Bhagavan, that Bhagavan. So many, so many bogus Bhagavans. Who is actually Bhagavan? Bhagavan means supreme. Supreme means Krishna. That is clear from Bhagavad Gita. That is clear from Shastra. If we, if we actually want to understand the perfection of life, we should study these books. We cannot understand the perfection of life simply by watching Mahabharata on TV and reading some Amachitra Kata. That's sounds. That won't give us the perfection of life. One has to be serious. Therefore, Srila Prabhupada has given these books. Each verse, extensive commentary, explaining what is the actual point. Just like here, Srila Prabhupada explaining. By this offering of obeisances, Arjuna indicates that Krishna is worshipable by everyone. Very clear, straightforward. Not this all shadows, mixed up, messed up, all these bogus people, they say that, that, well, you just worship any god you like. Many years ago in Vishakapatnam, I gave a lecture in some public temple. And afterwards, some young girl came up and said, why are you saying that? Why are you saying only Krishna? He said, everyone says to worship all the gods. I said, who, come? who says? He said, all the swamis who come here except you. They all say worship all, all the ways are all the same. Why are you saying only Krishna? So practically what's going on in the name of Hinduism and any other Hinduism is just simply cheating because they're not presenting what Krishna says. Krishna doesn't say you just worship any god and it's all the same. Krishna says... If we actually want to follow Bhagavad Gita, then we should accept this. Of course, uh, Lord Krishna also says, Yepi Anyadevata Bhagta Yajante Shadhyan Vitaha Tepi Mam Eva Kontaya Yajantya Vidhi Purvakam. People often like to quote the first three lines of this verse, in which Krishna says, Those who are devoted to other gods and worship them with faith, 
that worship is actually meant for me. So they interpret, you see, it's all the same. But then the last line, Yajantya Vidhi Purvaka. But they worship in the wrong way. In other words, that worship that they're doing for the demigod should have been offered to Krishna. But instead they're worshipping the demigods. And why karma is taistai hritajnana? Because they have so many material desires. But material desires are always inauspicious. We, we think it is auspicious. We will get blessed by some demigod. What is that blessing? Dhanam dehi. Give us money. That's the first thing. There are so many demands. So many, but what is the value? Only foolish people desire material results. You can get material results from worshipping the demigods. Lord Krishna says in Bhagavad Gita, Kangshanta karmanam siddhim yajante hadevataha kshipram hi manasurala okay? siddhi bhavati karma. That uh, Persons who desire success in material activities, they worship demigods. And quickly they are rewarded. They get that result. But then, uh, what, is the, what is the point? Because, antavattu palantesham tadbhavatyalkanedasam. Whatever you get from the demigods, you get some money by the grace of some worship some demigod, what is it? You lose it. However much you get, you lose it all. Because you can't take one dollar, one cent, one naya paisa with you when we leave this world. So what is what is the use of worshipping for some temporary result? So even demigod worship is condemned by Lord Krishna and Bhagavad Gita. So what to speak of these imitation bogus Bhagavans of whom there's there's so many. Every every area of India has at least one or two bogus Bhagavans, Marathi Bhagavan, Kannada Bhagavan, Tamil Bhagavan who fled from the Tamil police and is hiding out in Andhra Pradesh. <laughs> So many Bhagavans. So many, you don't even see. Probably most of you don't even know. There are so many boga, local Bhagavans, village Bhagavans. What is the meaning? It's causing great disturbance in, because they sh- they take people have a tendency to have faith. They take that tendency, and instead of giving the Instead of giving them genuine knowledge of tattvagya, we were discussing the last yesterday, what is tattva? What is actualness? Instead of giving them actual knowledge, they'll, they maybe quote two, three, few things from the Upanishads, sing a few bhajans, have a few pujas, mix it all up, and make themselves the object of worship. And in this way, cheat people. And this way they're going, doing great damage. And then the Christians and the Muslims are saying, what is this? You're worshipping some, some man. And the people, have no, people have no knowledge. They don't teach them Bhagavad Gita as it is. 
So we're against this. We're strongly against this. If you want actual auspiciousness in your life, you must understand who is, first of all we should understand, who is Bhagavan? What is the meaning of this term? What is the meaning of this term? Who can say? What is the definition of Bhagavan? Who can say? Can you say the Sanskrit verse? Say it loudly and clearly so we can all hear. You got the six qualities. Yeah, Jnana Vairagya Yoshchaiva Shannang Bhaga Itingana. Bhagavan means who possesses in full all wealth, all power, all fame, all beauty, all knowledge and all renunciation. Unless one has got all these qualities, he cannot be considered the Supreme Personality of Godhead. So these cheap so-called Bhagavans, they may have a little mystic power. They may have some charisma. But they are not the Supreme Personality of Godhead. So to worship them as such, you may think, well, you worship Krishna or you worship Sai Baba, it's all the same, but it's not. Because Krishna is actually Bhagavan. And Sai Baba is some kind of fakir or something like that. This Shirdi Sai Baba. There are so many points to be considered. Actual Bhagavan is mentioned in Shastra. Shastra is that which gives us knowledge of who is Bhagavan. There is no mention in Shastra of all these bogus Bhagavans. But people, they, they, they're cheap, they're shallow, they're not sincere. They want something cheap. Otherwise, they want a Coca-Cola Bhagavan. I mean, Coca-Cola means there's nothing of value there. But people drink it anyway, because they're stupid. There's, they, they, they think they can get something out of it. There's nothing of any value. So like that, you, these, these so-called Bhagavans, they're like, Coca-Cola, why do people buy? Because they show the advertisement, all the young people, happy, drinking Coca-Cola. Anyone who's got an intelligence above minus three, can... Otherwise, they want a Coca-Cola Bhagavan. I mean, Coca-Cola means there's nothing of value there. But people drink it anyway, because they're stupid. There's, they, they think they can get something out of it. There's nothing of any value. So like that, you know, these, these so-called Bhagavans, they're like, Coca-Cola, why do people buy? Because they show the advertisement, all the young people happy drinking Coca-Cola. Anyone who's got an intelligence above minus three can and should be able to understand that this is all nonsense. You you get the Coca-Cola, you drink it, and you know where's all the young people dancing and laughing? It's just some imagination. But still they're advertising year after year after year the same thing. People are stupid. It's the proof of mass stupidity that Coca-Cola is popular. Otherwise, why should people buy it? 
There's no reason to buy it. Neither it's good for health, nor it even tastes good as far as I remember from 35 years ago or so. But just there's some, it's just some idea that you get some kind of happiness from drinking it, although there's no happiness in it. So people are stupid. They don't, th they don't think. They just, oh, Coca-Cola, go, 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 go. They just drink it and so on. So people are stupid. They don't, they don't want to go very deep. They don't consider that we were, the verse we were discussing, Etava Deva Jignasam. Tadvam Jignasun Atmanaha. One should be serious to inquire about what is the actual phenomena of the absolute truth. But people, they don't want to think. They're lazy. Again, the people that, they're watching TV. Their brain becomes dull. And uh, they don't want to go very deeply. Just, oh, Bhagavan. Oh, okay. So many people are saying Bhagavan. Okay. They don't want to go very deep. They don't consider what is the nature of God. What is our, who are we? What is our relationship with God? How can we understand Him? Why should we accept Him as God? And there's another competitor, modern Sai Baba, down in a few miles south. Or in Calcutta, they have another bearded Bhagavan. Voted. Voted as an avatar. Voted. You see? Was Sai Baba voted? He was voted as an avatar. This Gadadha Chatopadhyay became voted as avatar Ram Krishna by a bunch of fools and rascals. So there's something, like I was saying, there was this so-called Kalki Bhagavan, some LIC officer in somewhere in Tamil Nadu suddenly decided, I'm Kalki avatar. Then he was chased out of Tamil Nadu for so many scandals and he's in Andhra and the police went to arrest him but all his supporters they won't out of some respect stupid foolish respect they don't go and respect him and arrest him they don't want they don't want to create a scene with all the you see even this Vajpayee when he was the Prime Minister of India he went to visit this Sai Baba what a fool. I mean, what can we say? Materially intelligent, maybe, but spiritually fool number one. Anyone who offers any respect to this Sai Baba, it means their, their intelligence is completely spoiled. Why should you offer respect to someone who's claiming to be Bhagavan? He's such a cheater. They, this, uh, you all know, those from you... What is that? Shivenkata Chalapate Tavasu Prabhatam. Now they changed this, they put Sai Baba. They, Venkata Chalapate, they took out and put Sai Baba instead. Is that not sinful? This, uh, this Suprabhatam for Balaji that people are chanting so many generations. They took out his name and put Sai Baba instead. Otherwise, all the song the same. Is this not sinful? Can you understand? They should, the Prime Minister should have him arrested and shot for being such a sinful person and misleading others. Then we could understand there's good government in India. I don't know if they would tolerate that in America.
that someone is claiming as Bhagavan. In India, Janeda, everything goes on. Mayavad. So you please try to understand. This is not dogmatism or fanaticism. It's simple. First thing is that very uncommon thing called common sense. It's common sense matter that you just can't convert someone into Bhagavan just because just because people say so. Bhagavan means who is the controller and master of unlimited universes. Who is described in Shastra. So that common sense should be there. But common sense is very uncommon. Then we should consider what is stated why if this Sai Baba is Bhagavan why there is no mention in Shastra. Here we have Bhagavad Gita clearly establishing. Here Arjuna is referring to Krishna as Mahatma. Uh, then Adikata, Mahatma, great per, great person. Then Adikata, the supreme creator. Ananta, unlimited. Devesha, God of gods. Jagannivasa, refuge of the universe. Aksharam, imperishable. Sadasat Tatparam, transcendental to both cause and effect. This is Bhagavan. Is that is that does that apply to Sai Baba? People don't even think about such things. Sadasat Yat Param, who is transcendental to cause and effect. People have no idea of this. They're just so shallow. Their their intelligence goes as far as watching cartoons on TV and eating some potato chips, and you know, they, then they that level their understanding of Bhagavan is that. So we should protest about this. This is actually more important than sitting around and discussing. People like to talk about Gopi Leelas, so many things. We have more important work to disabuse people of these terrible misconceptions by which in the, they think that they are being pious, but actually they are being most offensive to Krishna. This is our important work. We should distribute these books, give proper knowledge to people, be very clear, not think, well, it's all the same and you can do whatever you like. And We should be very clear. Even demigod worship is condemned in Bhagavad Gita. What to speak of this bogus Bhagavan worship? So we should understand these points. This is important. If we get it right, if we understand properly who is Krishna, we go to Krishna. If we don't understand, we don't go to Krishna. And if we take someone else to be Bhagavan who is not Bhagavan, then we go just in the opposite direction. We fall in the in the name of doing puja and arati and being a pious Hindu, we simply become more and more materialistic and enter into the darkest regions of ignorance. So please kindly consider. Don't spoil your life. Now now you have contact with Prabhupada's books which clearly delineate the same Vedic message that has been given by all Acharyas since time immemorial that Krishna is the Supreme Personality of Godhead. It is He who is to be surrendered to. 
So please consider this. Don't maintain some... You're unfortunate that you had some attachment to some bogus personality, but now you have the fortune to come in contact with Srila Prabhupada's books. So please read them, understand them, and act according to them, and make your life that has been given by all Acharyas since time immemorial, that Krishna is the Supreme Personality of Godhead, it is He who is to be surrendered to. So please consider this. Don't maintain some... You're unfortunate that you had some attachment to some bogus personality, but now you have the fortune to come in contact with Srila Prabhupada's books. So please read them, understand them, and act according to them, and make your life fully auspicious. This Bhagavad Gita as it is, is in your home. Now please read it. Don't just keep it in your home. You have to read this and understand how Krishna, He is Mahatma, He is Adhikarta, He is Ananta, Devesha, Jagan Nivasa, Aksharam, Sarasat, Tatparam. We should understand this. Try to understand. Krishna has given us intelligence. That intelligence, if it is not utilized for understanding him, that intelligence will be misused for entangling us more and more and more in this material world. So kindly consider these points. Hare Krishna. Any question about this? Yeah. Maharaj, why do we have that Idols of Ram in the temples. Then, why do we have idols of Ram in temple? Well, idol is a misnomer. This is the British use this term idol for the Sri Vigraha. Deity is the right word. Idol, idolization means to worship as God something or someone who is not God. But the Sri Vigraha, that means the form of the Lord who is Krishna who consents to accept that form so that we can worship him. Ram is non-different from Krishna. He is also Vishnu Murti. He should be worshipped. We have here also Ramayan. We are encouraging people should know who is Ram. They should worship Lord Ram. As Gorya Vaishnavas our uh, particular form of uh, our mode of worship there are many Vishnu forms Rama, Nrsinga, Varaha, Kurma you'll find deities of all these forms of the Lord particularly among the forms the Vishnu forms Krishna is most popular Krishna then Narayana, Rama. There are also temples of Varaha, Narasimha, Kurma. Narasimha also many temples. Kurma, not many. Varaha, not many. But these are all worshipable Vishnu forms. And there are also temples of demigods who are worshipped by people who are on the Vedic path but haven't come to the realization of Krishna as Supreme. So, 
these we don't say idol these are forms of the lord or demigods that are fashioned and worshiped according to shastric description so yeah as gorya vaishnavas our particular attention is toward krishna and particularly radha krishna gorya vaishnavas also worship ram secondarily generally secondarily but he's not different from krishna but he's the same supreme lord in another aspect this is actually advanced subject of understanding how ram is a another aspect of krishna the thing is that in indian culture or hindu culture whatever you want to call it vaishnav culture would be the best term that all these things are going on and previously there were so many gurus to explain all these points so people knew what they're doing the, the brahmanas in the temple they're not supposed simply to do some puja and take your dakshina but they're supposed to explain what's going on and people also previously people had the time and the inclination to hear and understand these things nowadays people don't have the time or inclination and the priests they also don't know so actually to worship krishna it requires traditionally it would require a high level of knowledge of understanding of what we're doing and that knowledge was imparted by the those who are actual gyanis those who no but nowadays people just come they t- you'll find in summer season now and in now as well it's over now but during the summer months especially there's so many buses of tourists going all over india going to dwaraka puri rameshwaram badrinath and so many places udupi so many holy places and they come they take darshan and they go they came in with their pious they came in ignorant of what they're doing or why they're doing but still they have a pious inclination to do so they don't know why and they leave just as ignorant as they as they came so our movement we are also building temples but these places are meant for spiritual education so people can understand all these points and not be misled there's rampant cheating going on in the name of hinduism terrible not only hinduism every so called religion <coughs> so cheating means that <coughs> people can be cheated who are ignorant isn't it that's why there's a term in america street wise someone who is street wise <coughs> people who grow up in new york or los angeles they're street wise that means that no one can walk up onto them on the street and just fool them and take their money just like on the internet you go on the internet something pops pops up you have what happened to me 2 days ago you have won a free laptop and you can't get rid of the pop up but you know it's some cheating thing whatever it is you don't even bother to look at it it's just some cheating thing but someone who's stupid they think oh really oh that's good and then they follow and then they they you know the next thing they know they're 
they lost their money and didn't get anything. I don't know exactly what they're doing, these so-called free laptops. <coughs> so, those who are ignorant, they can be fooled. Ignorance, the antidote for ignorance is education. Therefore our movement we build temples and people think building the temple is more important. But actually more important than having the temple is if we simply had halls and people would come and listen and study and learn. But people, they, they're not that much advanced. Most people come, they think the main thing is you come and look and you go away. But more important is they come and hear and don't go away. <laughs> or come regularly and hear. They think we had darshan. We very, we we saw it was very nice, nice idol. But they, we think that the so-called idol is the object of our vision. But actually, we are supposed to present ourselves to him. That we are presenting ourselves. We have come before you to offer our service. So much education is required. That culture of spiritual education is lost. So our movement is meant for reviving this. Genuine spiritual education, not pandering to people's sentiments, but teaching people what they need to know. <coughs> Mostly people want to be cheated. They think if someone cheats me, that's very nice. They, he tells, you're very nice, you're very good. I give them some dakshina, feed them a lot, and they feel happy, I feel happy, I get the blessings, ashivad, and everything nice. But if you tell the truth, that you're in ignorance, you don't know what you're doing, then they think, oh, they're not very nice. So what should we do? Should we speak the truth and tell that this worship of Sai Baba is simply nonsense that you it's most inauspicious the result of that is not bhakti the result of that is going to hell should we tell you or should we say oh, oh just ignore it and talk about prem and bhakti and bhav and pretend that everything's okay then I'd be cheating you so what's better to tell the truth and you won't be happy Actually, you'll be if you can accept it, then you'll be happy. You'll, then you'll actually be happy. But remaining happy on the platform of ignorance—that's like the pig's happiness. The pig is rolling in the stool, thinking I'm happy. Then after some time, they they catch the pig and they kill it and they eat the pork. And then who eat, who eats the pork? The next life, they become a pig. But the pig is thinking, I'm very happy. I don't have to work like all these human beings. They're working hard. I simply eat fresh stool every morning. Hot, fresh breakfast. There's nice uh, drain full of stool water. I can roll it. The pig thinks it's very nice. The pig is living in ignorance. So this... Uh, if we keep people in ignorance, then... Uh, 
then we are cheating also. So now, like I said, now you have Prabhupada's books, and now you should read and understand them. If you actually want auspiciousness for yourself and your family, otherwise you are cheating yourself and your family. You are doing great disservice to your family by not directing them toward Krishna, not giving them the real truth. That's the real duty of parents. People think the duty of parents is to feed and clothe their children and give them lots of meat to eat and send them to expensive schools and make them into doctors and engineers. But the end result of that is that they, they spoil their human birth. They don't know what the purpose of life is. They go to hell for their ignorance and their sinful activities, and you do too, for not having properly trained them. So the real purpose of parenthood is guru-nasasyat, svajano-nasasyat, chananina-nasasyat, pita-nasasyat, patischa-sasyan, daivangna-tasyan, na patischa-sasyat, na mochyat, ya samopetamrityam. That one shouldn't become a, a guru or a, a relative or a mother or a father or a husband or uh, accept any homage from anyone unless he's able to deliver them from birth and death. It's a very great responsibility. Yeah, is there any other question? Please. Yeah. I'm not Sorry? The saints, saints been sent. Hmm. Was supposed to be anant. Sent. They are the representative of the God. Hmm. And Krishna is our God. Hmm. If any saints delivers any something to give for the people, is it a, not a good? What's that? The saints. I couldn't get the saints are representative of God. So if ah. we offer them respects, is it not a good thing? No, that is good. They should be, those who are actually representative of Krishna, they should be respected. But with the understanding that they are respected as the representative of Bhagavan, not as Bhagavan directly. Yeah, as representative, then they should be respected. But they should be actually an actual representative. An actual representative of Bhagavan will always tell that Krishna is Bhagavan. I am his servant. You are his servant. But if one doesn't present, if one dresses in an orange cloth and accepts worship that I am Bhagavan, then that person is not a saint. He is simply a cheater. So we should know that definitely the, you're, you're respecting me very kindly. But if, if I take that respect and fail to speak what Krishna, fail to deliver what Krishna has presented in Bhagavad Gita and all the Acharyas have taught, then I'm falsely accepting that respect. There's one incident in the life of Srila Bhaktisiddhanta Sarutaka. Life means his life is always, Bhaktisiddhanta is always alive. But he was visiting Vrindavan, the greater Vrindavan area. And someone, one panda, 
he was making propaganda that we are superior to Raghunath Das Goswami. Because he, Raghunath Das is from a lower caste family. Raghunath Das Goswami. He is great Acharya. Who Radharani herself came to serve. He's such an exalted devotee. Now Bhaktisdhan Sarasri Thakur had shocked the Rajvasis or so-called Rajvasis, residents of Vrindavan, by arriving in Vrindavan in a car. Now nowadays all the sons go in a car. But in those days, the car was very unusual. Only the big British officers and the Maharajas, they had cars in India. And Bhaktisthan Sarasri, the sons, they, they have to come walking barefoot into Vrindavan. And Bhaktisthan Sarasri Thakur came in a big car, wearing leather shoes. <laughs> so this, the people were shocked. He said, no, I'm teaching. What is the actual way? What is required for preaching in the modern age? Not simply to sit in Vrindavan, wearing some dirty cloth, thinking you're very saintly, but we have to preach among all the people of the world. So to go to the leading persons of society, if we go with a dirty cloth, no one will listen. So for preaching the message of Krishna, we have to present ourselves in a way that they'll begin to listen to us. Therefore these facilities are required for preaching. This is proper service to Rupa Goswami, to Raghunath Das Goswami, to Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. This is the proper way to serve Krishna at the present time. This was implied by his arriving in Vrindavan in that car. Now when he got news that this panda had was making such outrageous, this outrageous statement that we, we can offer blessing to Raghunath Das. When he heard this he fasted, started fasting. And he's the guru, he's fasting, so all his camp, you know, so many followers, disciples, they all started fasting. So this, uh, this news was conveyed to this panda who was uh, convinced to come to Bhaktisthan Sarsvartaka and apologize for having made that mistake. So Bhaktisthan Sarsvartaka treated him courteously, accepted the apology. Then he broke fast. Then one of Bhaktisthan Sarsar Thakur's closest disciples said, and why did you react so strongly? This foolish person, he, he's just a fool to say such a thing. Why, why did you just ignore that? Why didn't you just ignore that? Why make a big, such a big issue of it? This Bhaktisthan Sarsvartakur said, because I'm acting as the Acharya, I've come here in a big car, I have taken this facility for the sake of establishing the message of Krishna. Now, having accepted the facility, if I, if I fail to establish the message of Krishna, if I tolerate, have, having accepted all that, if I tolerate anything which is uh, against especially something which is so offensive to our Acharya. I've come taking the position of an Acharya 
then how can I tolerate? I'm only coming in this car with this nice clothes because I'm taking the position of an Acharya. So if I fail to do the work of an Acharya, if I fail to uphold the dignity of our Acharyas, then my coming in a motor car will simply be cheating. So we have to be, sannyasis in Krishna consciousness have to be very careful. We're accepting funds, we're accepting respect, so many facilities, but that has to be all channeled toward Krishna, otherwise we become cheaters. Sanyasera alpa chidra sarva loke gai, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu said. If there's a slight fault in a sannyasi, everyone will broadcast. Why? Because he's, he's accepting so much respect, so much facility. Why should he accept that? Because he's doing the work of God. But if he in, in takes all that facility and uses for his own comfort and sense gratification, then he's a cheater. So this it's a it's a relevant comment. All these things have to be understood very carefully. Sometimes it might appear that the sannyasis in the Krishna conscious movement are also enjoyers of this material world. They fly in planes, people give them nice food, they accept donations. Why should they do that? Only if their energy is one hundred percent channeled towards serving Krishna and to upholding the message of Krishna. Anything else? Mother, you mentioned um, that <coughs> should be who won, who can, I mean, I'm not, I'm not good at speaking in English, please. All right. If I make any and uh, who want their kids to be a doctors, engineers, um, work for the sense gratification. But in Krishna consciousness, one should think, I mean, it's dependent upon the kid, whatever they want, when they realize that their time uh, lay to, towards to this Guru Maharaj or her Guru Maharaj and uh, serve to Krishna, whatever they are getting the money, increasing the to Krishna, The point is that they, Namochi Adhyasama Petam Rityam one should be able to deliver his dependence from birth and death. One is not delivered from birth and death by being a doctor, an engineer or anything else. One is delivered from birth and death by being a pure devotee of Krishna. Yeah. So a pure devotee of Krishna might also be a doctor or an engineer. But a doctor or engineer doesn't mean they're automatically a pure devotee of Krishna. So the aim should be to make them a pure devotee of Krishna, train them in that way. And circumstantially they may become a doctor or an engineer or whatever. But if one thinks that one has made, one is doing the proper service for the child by training them as a, to be a doctor or an engineer and not train them to be a pure devotee of Krishna. Even train them to be a doctor as a doctor or an engineer and train them to be a uh, also a devotee of Krishna, but the main thing is to be a material success. That's also cheating them. That's not the goal of life. 
even if they're pious doctors and engineers, or even if they're doctors and engineers who also chant Hare Krishna. That's not the goal of life. If they're pure devotees who also happen to be doctors and engineers, that's all right. Although we don't find so many pure devotees anywhere. It's not such a cheap thing. But if we think, let them be a material success, and if they, they can, we'll also squeeze in a little bhakti here and there, then according to Rishabdev, one should not become a parent if one has such an attitude. That's the version of Bhagavan in Srimad Bhagavatam. Heavy words. Well, life is heavy. Human life is heavy responsibility. Having attained this rare human birth, after many, many births, we should understand what is the, the value of this human birth. Even though it's temporary, we won't be here very long. We should act in such a way that before our next death, we've had so many deaths, before our next death, we act in such a way that we don't have to get born again. And as far as sense gratification is concerned, that's available in every species of life. But human life is meant for God-realization. Right, Kartik? Sitting there very patiently. Listening very nicely. Looks tired. Hare Krishna. Anything else? So please consider what I said. Otherwise, so many times I say this kind of thing and people think, well, the Swami was in a bad mood tonight. <laughs> and then uh, they go away and then, you know, the same thing goes on. So I hope what I can say can penetrate beyond the eardrum. Shunilena shunekam. Jane Lena Jane Pran, as Narotam Das says. We hear, but it's only mechanical hearing. We, we know, yes, 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 but we don't. Jane Lena Jane Pran, we don't accept it in our lives. So, anyway, it's up to you. I did my duty of telling that Krishna is the Supreme Personality of Godhead. We have to surrender to Him. Worship directed to one who is not the Supreme Personality of Godhead, mistaking them to be Bhagavan, is most inauspicious. It is offensive to Krishna. So I did my duty, I said that. Now it's up to you. You can take it, if you're fortunate, you'll take it and study Bhagavad Gita as it is. If not, then it's up to you. You don't believe me? Well, you'll find out. But it'll be, when you find out, it'll be too late. <laughs> 
If you don't accept now, you'll find out at a point when it's too late to do 